0: All right, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into um, the Word today. Uh, we've been talking about spiritually authorized, and we got into, like, the order of authority and, uh, last week. And, uh, you know, so we want to get back into just, just some angles of what God is talking about as far as that's concerned. And, again, we're talking about targets, but, but as we were talking about this morning, 915, and we're coming into God's house, God's going to give us what, it, what we need. To, uh, to have a fulfilling life. You know, it doesn't mean you can't have success without God, but just to have a fulfilling life. And we also talked about this this morning. I, I had this, so we were talking about how, you know, even in, um, we're talking about the different types of praises. So, because we talk talking about praise and worship in the, uh, the 915 class. And so we talked about the three types of praises, and you got, you have man to man, you have, well, ultimately you have God to man, man to man, and you have man to God. And we were talking about that, that that when God praises us and he endorses us, he endorses us not just based on what we do, but based on what he knows we're going to do. And so, so a lot of people flip that or twist that and say, well, you know, God knows what I'm going to do. Why did he let that happen? Well, the thing is, God knows what we're going to do because he reads the map of our heart. So, so, so we may say one thing, but God's reading our heart and saying, "Nah, <laughs> you ain't going to do that. The Lord, once you bless me with this, man, listen, I'm going, I'm gonna be committed to you for the longest. Now, nah, just read the map of your heart. That's not going to happen. So, you're not going to be able to handle that. So, I can't do that. So, a lot of times, even in you know our 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 habitual service, we could be habitually serving, but if our heart is not right, God's reading a map of our heart, and that's how He endorses us. So that's why with Jesus in Matthew 3:17, He could say, "This is my Son, whom I'm well pleased," and He ain't even got on the cross yet but God read, read his heart. And so this is the thing, 1 First, First Samuel 16 says, um, man looks on an outward appearance, but God looks on a heart. I know I'm pulling from 915, but it's gonna figure into what we're talking about because we've been talking about authority and submitting to authority and this, that, and the other. Again, all those things gauge your heart. Gauge your heart because all things we do, we do what? As unto the Lord, right? Amen. Right, you know, not unto Keith, not unto Melanie, uh, not unto man, but unto God, Amen. right? And so no matter how it looks, we're not going to be offended. We're not worried about it. We're not jockeying for position because God is looking at our heart. And if our heart is right in the unseen, God will manifest some phenomenal things in the scene, right? All right, so let's, let's get into, uh, because we were talking about the order order of authority. And so let's get here. Let's go to Matthew 21. And see, so so, so in going back to what we we're saying, what, what, uh, we talked about this this morning too, how we started, worship was started or on the altar. You know, where they, they, they established altars back in the day. But then because of them uh, uh, worshiping idols, we got into what was called consecration. God was like, well, you need to consecrate yourself before you come before me because the anointing will destroy you, you know. So, so, so consecrate yourself, purify your heart. So, again, when God uh, uh, exposes what you're doing, he's not exposing what you're doing to condemn you. He's exposing what you're doing. He's like, hey. You probably not don't know that's in your heart, but that's what's causing you not to get in, right? Yeah, like, so you're trying to come before my presence, but I don't think you want to bring that in here because that will take you out. The anointing will take it out, and since your heart is attached to that compromise or attached to the other thing, you're going to get taken out with with, what the burden removed, the yoke-destroying power is trying to remove. So I need to get that detached from your heart before you come before me. So he created what we call consecration. Right, because of compromise, like we talked about that earlier, right? And so, 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 um, so, what the what the adversary came up with? Because remember, before it was serve God or this idol. It was overt, right in front of your face. You know, you, you bow down to this statue or bow down to God, right? Remember with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to, they put up the statue and say, "Hey, hey, hey, when we make the noise." Y'all bow down. It's like, nah, man, we can't do that, man. <laughs> no, no, that's not what's blessing us. We can't bow down to that statue. Now it's covert. So it's subtle where they, they, they bleed the stuff in you where you, you're bowing down to it because it's coming before God. And, it, you know, all the, little, your, all the little TV shows are kind of like, you know, you, 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 I wasn't going to say the show, but, you, you know, you watch the shows that, that, that's a church show. But they're doing certain things compromised. Instead of you going, man, that ain't that ain't what the word says. You'll go, cool. The TV shows that it's okay, I guess it's okay. They come to church on the TV show. <laughs> right? And so, so what it's trying to do is bleed secularism into us. You know, not spiritualism, but secularism. And secularism is the loss of binding and loosening authority of God's word. So when I, when I, the more secularism I take in, I don't have the ability to bind and loose because now I'm submitting to the world and not to God. So I don't have the authority to bind and loose, to bind sickness and disease, right? To loose my, my favor and blessings. I don't have that, that authority because now I'm submitted to secularism. Secularism is the loss of authority, right? All right, so let's go here, Matthew, because operating this authority gives us binding and loosing power. We talked about this uh, we talk about so many things. They said, when was this? Uh, was it Wednesday? I think, so, so, well, I talk about Joshua and them. Um, Joshua and Elijah. When was it? Oh, sorry. My bad. That was a uh, guy talk. <laughs> we talked about it's a faith thing, right? <laughs> right? So, we talked, we talked about them, right? And so, so the thing is, Joshua still the son. And so, so, if you read the scripture, he, 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 he looked up to God. He, he acknowledged God. And he spoke in the presence of God, expecting God to back up what he said. Because Joshua, Joshua can't stop the sun. But he spoke, and God responded to what he said. See, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Elijah stopped the rain and started the rain. Yeah, you First know, 1 Kings 18, right? right? Again, I'm, I'm pulling from all these different messages and stuff. <laughs> you know, what well, we're talking about as a faith thing where God talks. Right, So, so, so again, let's, this is the principle, Matthew 21. I bring us back to our notes <laughs> for today. All right, Matthew 21, and we'll start here, verse 21. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, which takes place in your heart, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, But also, if ye shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Uh, If you drop over here. Now, this was after. Let me see. I believe it's. You go to Matthew 18. This is the last scripture I read last week. Uh, Matthew 18, it says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again, I say unto you that if any of you touch and agree on the earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. So that's what happened with Joshua. Right? He spoke, stopped the sun, and the sun stopped, you know, so they had light to take care of and handle their business. Something as simple as, well, we need some light. <laughs> so we got to keep the sun going because, you know, they didn't have, like, what we got. They had light bulbs, candles, and stuff like that, right? Right? So, so, so this is the thing. So now to operate in this binding and loosened power, we have to stay in the order of God's authority so we can't allow things to corrupt our heart, which is secularism. Secularism weakens our ability. So we'll find ourselves stuck in the same position, uh, highs and lows. Going back and forth and wondering why we're not moving out of this position because you're bound and you don't realize it. You're stuck. You know. You ever felt stuck in a place and it seems like and so depression sets in because what you're stuck. Like 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 as much as it was okay. You, like remember the, the first moment of compromise. It felt good in a moment. And, and and remember how you alienated people so you can continue in a compromise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah, you know how you, you know, because you, you got to, you don't really want to, you got to come up with a reason, right? right there right. should be a whole lot more amens in this house. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, so you, so, so, so you remember when you was in those stages, right? And why are you okay? Because it seemed like you're getting something out of it. Now, now, you don't know you're getting a whole lot less than you could be getting if you wasn't in the compromise, but you're getting something out of it. But you remember when it got stale? Now, for some people, it wasn't that long ago, so I don't know why you ain't responding. <laughs> so, so, okay, you try to act like it was like, like 20 years ago and you forgot, but some of y'all was quite recently, all right? But, but you remember when it gets stale, like, you know, but now when it first gets stale, it's, it's, okay, so, so let me make it something like it's not as bad. So, you know how you're watching TV all day, right? And you know God is trying to get you to do something else. And it gets like you can't find nothing to watch. I mean, every you know, some of y'all got like every stream pot to, to mankind. You you got all the channels, right? And you and in all the channels, you still can't find nothing to watch. But you don't say to yourself, "God probably want to spend some time with me." That's right. You listen, you will spend two hours trying to find something to watch, yep, yep. Look at right? All right, let me bring closer to home, so I can bring everybody in. You know how you playing the video games, and it was like the bomb. You know, there's people here play video games, right? And it was like the bomb, but then after a while, it's like, the game ain't really giving you the pop that it gave you before. It gets stale. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Do I need to bring somebody up here to tell you? All right, so so, so, you so I hit video games, but I, I, I got the TV, right? We got the move. Sports. You spend the whole day watching games. All your teams lose. None of the games are good. But you ain't saying to yourself, was I supposed to be spending time with God? Right? But it gets stale. You know how it gets stale. And something in us is trying to make it. You know how uh, uh, we, we like, like food. Because you be doing stuff. Like the food might not be as, you know, it might get hard. And she's throwing it in the microwave or something. Try to make it more. Try to do something to make. Because I really wanted to eat this. And I missed the window. Right? But you're going to do something that food does not taste the way you wanted it to taste, but you're forcing yourself and trying to make it taste good, right? Yeah. You're trying to make the make the TV feed you today, yeah. Yeah. trying to make the video game man to get, give you that pop that it normally gives you, but it can't help you, right? See, that's the time we're supposed to be drinking God, yeah. right? All right, so so so, so, so. My, my wife said eating God. So why you turn it to eating? I said drinking. I don't understand. Like, we gonna get to we gonna get to eat. <laughs> right. I so 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 this is the thing. So so if we stay in the presence of God, we're going to we'll, we'll never be thirsty cuz you know, he you know, the word I give you, Jesus said, you you'll never thirst, right? Right? And 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 this is the thing. Sometimes we don't like I don't think nobody here, nobody watching out there. I don't think people really are despising God for the most part. Now, there's some cloud of idiots and fools, but for the most part, even if somebody's fighting against you, you're talking to them, you need to read the Word. Or they're, they're, they're fighting because they're like, I don't know if I could do this. They're fighting because they're like, man, if, if I, let me just do it over here. You know, let, let, me, let me do it over here. And then if, if I, when I get it right, I'll come out. But, but, but I don't want to do it out here while you're watching me. What you looking at? Like, like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you feel like, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. So every time you hear a, a standard, you, you buck it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, well, why, why, why you got to read that much? No, that don't mean I, you ain't got to come to church all the time. It's not like people really don't want to come to church. It's like they're used to missing it. They're used to not being able to be consistent. They're used to, I, I go a little while and the, and the movie be calling me. Y'all know what movies I'm talking about. I'd be nice. I said movies. I say videos. Is that bringing more closer to home? If <laughs> be calling me, you know what I'm saying. But but I was doing good. You know what I'm saying. Like I was doing good. And then you say to yourself, man, because I did the video, see, I keep I keep dealing with this guilt. Now I got to come to church. I'm like, Pastor, does he know? He be saying like, I be stuffing me on my face. Is it on my face? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I, I prayed. Extra this morning, so it would look like I'm more holy. After maybe they don't see me, you know. Like, like I, th- I even put worship on the car. I normally listen to my R and B, but I threw some worship on because I figure when I get into church, they won't know, right? I don't like dealing with that, so I don't want this standard. I want this standard where I can just come and go as I please, and then when I do a couple of righteous things, I'm good. You understand what I'm saying? That, see, see, that's dangerous. Yes. That's a dangerous. There's something that's telling you you can go in and out. Right. It don't let you do that. Right. It keeps you longer than you want to stay and make you pay more than you want to pay. Right. right? And so, so, so this is the thing. So, so, so what do we do? Because we don't know we can meet the standard, we try to stay in a low area. We don't, we don't. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, okay. Here we go. You know, Stephanie with the kids. Yeah, okay. So what I need y'all to do every day is this. Okay. So, Mom, you tripping. Every day? All right, so tell you what. Tell you, you know, the you kids be negotiating, right? All right, so not every day. How about three days a week? Because I don't think I can do three, but I'm, I can be closer to do three than every day. You, you, you got to be tripping, Mom. Like, no, but not, see, you're thinking, I don't know if I can do this. And see, when we start to grow, we set standards that we we're not able to do and we trust God to help us to do them. When we're not trying to grow, we go, I only want to do the things that I think I can do, I've been able to do, mm-hmm. and it and, and won't be hard for me to do. But how do you grow from that? That's like lifting 10 pounds for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. After a while, your muscles get used to it. They ain't growing because they ain't being stretched. They ain't being torn. You got to tear the muscles to grow, yeah. right? It got to hurt, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, so, so see... Listen to this. If we only fly at low levels because we cannot bear the solitude of high flying, we are unfit for authority. We only fly at low levels because we can't handle the solitude of high flying. We only fit for low levels. So we only going to get low level stuff. Right? To be an authority requires restraint. We must sanctify ourselves. Right? Right? So listen, many rightful things we will not do. Many speakable words we will not utter. When we want to operate in authority, that means when sickness comes to us, we, we look at sickness like, we can just look at sickness and drop down and run. Just look at sickness. Remember, Jesus was in the temple. Jesus didn't even say, yo, man, what you doing in here, unclean spirit? He, he, just, he just was preaching. And the unclean spirit got "Ho oh, oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, 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 come on, man, is it my time? Like he told on himself. Right? Because Jesus showed up. Remember, the, 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 the demons was like, okay, man, can we go on the pigs? Because there was a level of authority was operating. Do you know things, things you, when you changed your life, you said, man, things, things are happening pretty good. I noticed I'm not dealing with such and such. You think it's just, it's not just because you changed your life, you started to grow in authority. Amen. And those spirits didn't want to be around you no more. When nightmares are hanging at your house, Hanging at your house, they're not worried about you chasing them out. Because they go, oh, they're go, looking for rebellion. Oh, somebody, please don't listen. Please don't listen. They're looking for rebellion on the job. You notice when you rebel on the job, they start getting crazy. Because they're afraid of people that are submitting to authority. See, that's why, see, you have to sanctify yourself. You can't just say what everybody saying and do whatever they do because everybody's doing it. Everybody's not f- fulfilled. The, the, the suicide rate is off the hook. So you wanna do what everybody's doing? There's a whole lot of people killing themselves. Cause they don't think they can do anything about what's happening. They feel stuck. Authority frees you. You have liberty, you never stuck. Thank you Lord. Uh, yeah. You can always get through because you got power, right? And so, so we can't say what everybody says. Scripture says all things are lawful, but not expedient, not best. See, so it's about doing what's best, 1 Corinthians 6.12, right? And I, and I said this to open up this section last week, and I'm going to repeat it. Only the specially disciplined should be given authority. See, the specially disciplined are proved in many things. Let's look here at uh, 2 Corinthians 8. Only the specially disciplined should be given authority. And so as you grow, you have levels that doesn't take as much discipline. But as you keep growing high, you need more discipline. So there's things that you want. Listen, some of y'all, some of y'all have been chilling for 50, 60 years. Some of y'all have been chilling for 30, 40 years. And here you're supposed to be pillars in the kingdom. Some of y'all are around playing at the house, playing games and PlayStation and you right now support, you know, uh, what's, what's, what's the dude, uh, Tim Storch is a powerful man of God. I don't know what he's doing now. You know, I don't know what people be doing now, you know, but at the time, man, this dude was like 19, rolling with, with generals and ended up growing to, listen, I was in a service and maybe I, I'm going to have to put together this footage. So I'm in a service. He comes to visit. I'm the facilitator. Now the pastor was out of town. And this guy starts, he was, he was teaching us how to flow in the power of God, in the gifts of God. So he starts teaching and he tells somebody to get up. So the person tells the person to get up. They start walking. Before they get to him, he says, there you go. He ain't touched the person. It looked like somebody took a baseball bat, hit him in their legs, and they dropped to the floor. There wasn't even nobody there to catch him. <laughs> right? And he just kept doing that. Then he just started going to sections, waving his hand, and people start falling out. And so he, he gets up on the platform, he looks at me, he says, it's been on you since you was a kid. So that means since a kid, there was, there was this, this, this anointing was on me that I was not even, obviously I was an idiot as a kid, so I didn't know, and I had low self-esteem, so I didn't know, right? I was walking around trying to be them, but I couldn't be them, right? I couldn't be me wearing them. Right? So, so he said, it was on you, sister kid. He said, no, it's on you right now. He says, he says so this is what you do. So he told me to start, you have people to stand up and start waving my hands. People falling out, rows of people falling out all over the place. It's on video. This is not, like, something I'm making up. Right? And, and, and so when he first said it, I was like, you want me to do what? like, you know, in your mind, you're like, suppose nothing happened. <laughs> They're like, why are you wave your hand at me? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> but folk was falling out all over the sanctuary. My wife was there, right? And so what happens is there's a, there's a level of authority that's in you that God wants you to operate in, but he needs you to plug into the body of Christ, plug into his delegated authority so that that order is poured down. It's poured down through an order. So when you're rebellious and when you're fighting, and when you just want to do your thing, what you're saying is, I want to walk powerless. Sickness and disease jump on you like, what you going to do? What you going to do? You ain't doing nothing? What you going to do? Just punking you. You know, like, I grew up in York, people would take your lunch money, you know, like, yo, give me your lunch money. What do you, what, what, it wouldn't be, yo, yo, uh, uh, he's a man of God now, you know. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Brown, remember? Yeah. Cleve just walk up to you like, yo, yo, give me a dollar. You'd be like, like I probably only got 15 cents. Like, you're about to take my dollar, you know. Uh, there's times, apparently, growing up, there's times I went to the store to pick up something for somebody, came back without the stuff. And they were like, so, so, so where the stuff at? I said, well, on the way to the store, they took my money. I said, <laughs> I said, so... I said, so it won't be going that way no more. So then, before I go by that house, I had to, before I got to the house, I snuck in the backyard, climbed the fence, went over the wall, and then went to where I was going. Never went by the house. That was the Wallers, you know, for people watching, that was on the corner, top of Goldsmith Avenue, right? So, in certain places, I was like, okay, well, you know, because I can't keep going to the store and not coming back with the stuff, you know. So I had to come up with a strategy, you know what I'm saying? Right? Well, but I had no authority. It was in me but I wasn't submitting to nobody. I was a rebellious, bitter kid because I was left with strangers. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't listening to, man, please. You could be talking to me, I'd be listening, but I ain't knowing what you're talking to do. I ain't had no authority. But then I grew. I remember basketball. I told you I would come out on the court and it would be like, so so I would run home, run to the store, run back to the court, be first in line. So I go, I got winners. Man, you ain't got no winners. Go sit down. Like, wait a minute, but like, First in line, like, you know, I went through all this trouble to get here. Now you ain't got to no win this. Then sometimes I would get to play, I miss one shot. That's how I got good. One shot. It wasn't like, hey, that's okay, buddy. No, it was like, hey, 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 hey Isaac, come take Keith's place. And what am I asking me? <laughs> and if it was nobody on the sidelines, it'd be like, don't shoot no more. At all. Not, not, not. But I'm, but I'm wide open. No, nah, don't shoot no more. You remember that, Zeke? Y'all used to tell me that. But, but see, I grew. I worked on my game. I got some some armor, and then I got on the court, and now everybody wants me on their team. And I remember they said, I remember we didn't even let you on the court. And I remember the statement I made, but I'm on this court now, and y'all can't do nothing with me. That's how it shifts from when you submit to, to the things in the kingdom of God. The, the demons are like, man, I remember we, we, I remember we wouldn't even let you in here to these blessings. I remember we wouldn't let you prosper at all. We kept sending debt to you. and was nothing you could do about it. And then you responded, yeah, yeah, but, but I'm here now, and y'all can't do nothing with me. <laughs> right? Because you operating in authority. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's why. But, but you can't do that if you keep trying to stay at the low level. See, at the low levels, you ain't got to submit to authority. Right? You submit to you submit to compromise. So, so, so you got to ask yourself, right? Just like we said, only specially disciplined shall be given authority. And so, so, so some of the trainers here, you, you're in train, you training people now, but you know you've been training people for years in military and stuff. Only the training can unselfishly administer God's training for His leaders. Right, so 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 James, you train people for years, but let's say you were just incompetent and you weren't really diligent in your training. Anybody listening to you? They're like, this fool don't know what he's talking about. You know, they'd be laughing. James start talking about, all right, what I want you to do, and then somebody, you know, because you know you I deal with this with, with, with basketball. They just pick with me. You know, I had to show them some stuff, too. Like, like suppose I, so I, so I was showing y'all stuff yesterday. But suppose I didn't show you. Suppose I just told you what you're supposed to do, but I couldn't demonstrate it. So how was you going to get it? Remember we was going over, you know, uh, uh, throw the slow fake, bend your knees. But if I couldn't show you how to do it, you would have still been, I'm not going to say what you're doing, but you would <laughs> have still been doing it the wrong way. You understand what I'm saying? But 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 when you can show people, right? You got a resume of hey uh, what was your what's your final title? The last one in, in military. But what was your title? What was your, your what you right master, sergeant. master Sergeant, that's what I was looking for. That that part, the master master part with the sergeant, right? So so so, so. <laughs> Master Sergeant Satan said this. But I'm going to tell you, you want to do what he says because, right? Versus Master Sergeant, listen, Master Sergeant Satan said something, listen, you're going to get killed listening to that fool, right? If, he wasn't, if you wasn't good at what you did, that's what they would have been saying, right? Because they said that about some people. <laughs> right? But, but but when you are trained, when you're disciplined, see, see in, in the kingdom, the demons go, Whatever he say. Because <laughs> you're in authority. Remember Paul, I know. Right? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? You see what I'm saying? Are they saying who are you? Or are they going? whoa, whoa. My bad, my bad, my bad. I'm out, man. I ain't, know you. I ain't know it was you. I ain't know it was you. When you show up, they go, ah. Hey, nah, 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 nah. We, if we knew you was coming, we wouldn't have stayed here. Or are the demons going... What you doing up in here? All right, that's nice. You, you, You wanted to visit, but get your little butt on out of here. Demons rolling in your life like that? Sickness rolling in your life like that? Won't leave when you tell it to leave. Debt rolling in your life like that? That's what's happening? Misunderstanding? Argument? Strife? Strife? The spirit of strife just hanging out with you? Everything is strife. And you can't shake it? Slowfulness? Just roll up in your life. Be like, oh, no, you trying to be disciplined now? You trying to be on a diet? Please. You won't be on a diet today. Just lock you up. Be like, no, nah, no, nah, I, I, I don't want to eat that. Eat it, eat it, eat it. <laughs> Mushing it down your face. You're going to eat. You know, like they'll be torturing people. Like, eat it, eat it. That's how it's happening? You know how they even have people in the brainwashing rules and they just, you, you got to watch the video. They got you strapped up. That's how it is. Got you watching porn. Strapped up. Can't leave. Come on, man. We're <laughs> we rolling like that. 2 Corinthians 8. 2 Corinthians 8. Look at verse 22. Verse 22. It says, we have sent with them our brother whom we have oftentimes, look, oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but not much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. So it says, we, before we sent this person, he was proved diligent in many things. See, some of us go, well, I don't understand why they're not going to promote me. I, I, I'm locked into this one thing. Man, we are a pioneer church. You got to be diligent in many things around here. Yeah, I wait for the person to come back in the back. I, I was helping Marcus with the production. I'm out. Hopefully it won't be forever because somebody will step up. But I was out yesterday working the kids out, serving them. And, and you know why I was out there working them out? With no, no disrespect to anybody that showed up. But you know, you know the, the, the one reason why we did that and I showed up? Because BJ asked me Bef- before COVID, would you help me with my basketball game? I said Yes. COVID hit, when we came back from COVID, you think BJ forgot? <laughs> BJ said, would you help me with my basketball game? I knew we were putting baskets outside. I said, as soon as we put the baskets up, we put the baskets up, guess what? I got to be out there to help BJ, but, but I figured since we're going to have BJ out there, let everybody else come out there. But I, I'm submitting to serving BJ because I'm diligent. Many, do you think I got time to be out there at 11 o'clock on a Saturday? I normally don't even come out my study on Saturdays, but it's not about what's convenient for me. You see what I'm saying? That's, I'm punking my flesh, diligent many things. After the, the week we had, I, 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 I'm barely on fumes to do anything outside of or, or the way I schedule it. But because I, it's something I committed to, I'm going to be diligent in doing it, right? If I tell you I'm gonna do something, she'll tell you. I'm doing it. If I have to stay at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm gonna get it done. Right? And so, so diligent, prove diligent, many things, right? And then, you know, you, you gotta ask yourself how can the compromise facilitate communion having no anchored place in God's presence? So, we're in compromise, we can't facilitate people getting communion because we don't have an anchored place in God's presence. We gotta anchor ourselves in God's presence to draw somebody else in. Just like when you do praise and worship, you have they, 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 call, some, they call you psalmists, but song leaders. You know why? They're leading you in the presence of God, not cheerleading you in the presence of God. They're going in, and you follow them in. They're, they're going in, in the presence of God so much and saturated, and you follow them in. But if they don't have no anchor place in the presence of God, no communion with God, because, you know, some people have great voices, and they'd be wondering, how come the atmosphere didn't change? Because you didn't go in God's presence. And you ain't going in God's presence if you're carrying that stuff that the anointing will destroy because your heart's attached to it. So the anointing increases the more you remove stuff. Because now you can anchor yourself in God's presence and you can lead other people in communion with God. Then the atmosphere changes. Does that make sense? So we must obey the spirit of the Lord as he teaches within us as we're growing. Uh, Psalm 119.60. I'll let you just write that down. And as we're going through this, so, 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 and I talked about this earlier, I get it, man. Listen, it's hard to live this life and out, what's going on out here. I, I'm not naive to that. But when you come to God's house, you want to hear God's direction, and then now you're going to ask God to help you to do it. Apart from him, you can do nothing, right? Yes. He'll work in you to willing to do his good pleasure. It's not on you. you see, every, we keep thinking it's on us. It's on us to yield to God, but it's not on us to do it. We got to yield to God. We can't do it without him. I can't do it without him. Nobody can, right? And so as we're transitioning through, through this, we may feel lonely and miss the fervor of the crowd as we're disciplining ourselves in God. Nevertheless, we dare not mingle with the brothers and sisters in, jest, in joking and in jesting. This is the price of authority. So we may miss the fervor for a period of time of the crowd and, the, and, and people, yo, what's up? The props, this, that, and the other, because we're doing something different. We're on, a different, we're on a different course. We're trying to access something that nobody around us, that we cool with our friends, <coughs> our family, no one's accessed. So we gotta, we're going to be lonely for a while because they don't think it takes take all that. Press 2 to show them This is how you get what you've really been believing for. You don't have to deal with being depressed and different things of that nature, right? Unless we sanctify ourselves like our Lord, we are not qualified to be in authority. We have to sanctify ourselves, set ourselves apart, right? We have to set ourselves apart. So, so again, when you get time, read through Leviticus 10, 1 through 10. You know, I'm just going to highlight just a few things through it. Leviticus 10, 1 through 10. Of course, this is God establishing sanctification, you know, again, because he realized you guys have now been exposed to uh, idols and, and things of the world and secularism. So now let, let me show you how to clean yourself so you can come back before my presence. It's not a punishment. It's like, hey, hey, hey. You, you know, you know, like kids coming from playing. I man, clean your hands, man, before you come to the state. You're not trying to punish him. You're saying, no, you don't want to bring germs to the table and put them in your mouth, right? Amen. Well, God's saying, you don't want to bring germs to my presence and get destroyed by the anointing, right? All right. so so verse 1 and 2, I'm going to read, uh, read it out of the Amplified. Now, this is, this, is, this is, again, when people get clouded, they they still operate in maybe wanting to operate in the anointing and, and priestly or making sacrifices, but... If you, if you got corruption in you and you go to make a sacrifice before God, you can end up sacrificing yourself. All right, so example. Now, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took their respective ceremonial senses, right? So they actually had ceremonial systems, so they was designed to do stuff, and put fire in them, placed incense on it, and offered strange. It was strange because it was unauthorized, unacceptable fire before the Lord. An act which he had not commanded them to do. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. So, so, so they, were, they were set apart to offer offerings as the Lord commanded. So they was doing something outside of his will. So we can do things. So sometimes we do sacrifices. We go, but I sacrifice. God didn't tell you to do that. Right? You know, i pastor of the church. Did God tell you to pastor the church? I got a ministry. God tell you to have a ministry? I got this business. Did God tell you to have a business? See, so we're doing things that we want props for, but did God tell you to do it, right? Right, so, so, so after, after it happened, of course, Aaron is looking like, yo, man, what you? like we do. Yo, why are you, why, why you allow this to happen to my kids? God says, verse 3, I will be sanctified or hallowed in them that come nigh me. People just can't become rolling up on me. Before all the people, I will be glorified. And you know what happened after that? Aaron held this peace. Aaron didn't go, well, not, not, let me tell you something, this, that, and the other, based on his connection to his sons. His connection to his sons couldn't, wasn't more important than, one, his connection to God, but two, his purpose in God. But see, we roll like that. We'll put our. He can mess around. If he had to put his sons, his sons connect connected with his sons before God, they all would be gone. It says Aaron held his peace. And see, and this is the thing. When they uh, uh, verse seven, it says it told. It says, "Do not mourn or leave the tabernacle because the anointing oil was on you." He says the anointing oil. He says so. So again, they couldn't go around death. So his kids died. He couldn't even go to the funeral. See, some of y'all. That's so insensitive, right? Right? Again, they had, some of us don't realize we have a responsibility that's bigger than us showing up for people that's already gone. I'm not being insensitive, just listen. I said some of us, I didn't say all of us. First of all, you could show up, the person ain't gonna go, man, I'm glad you made it. They're not there. <laughs> but, if, but you could be leaving your position that's a, of, of, of your position where you're supposed to intercede and impact many lives, right? You could be leaving your position to go do something that uh, whatever you call or whatever you think you're supposed to do or whatever you think that's important, right? Right, so it's, 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 it's having restrained affections to operate in the anointing. That discipline is I'm restraining even my emotions, right? And in verse 6 and 7, right? Verse 6 and 7. Then Moses said to Aaron and to his younger sons, because he has some other ones, Eliezer, Eliazar, and Ithamar, do not uncover your heads, because this is what they did with mourning, nor let your hang hang loose, nor tear your clothes, <coughs> excuse me, as an expression of mourning, so that you will not die also so that he will not express his wrath and anger towards all the congregation, right? But, you, but your relatives, the whole house of Israel, may mourn the burning which the Lord has brought about. Ye shall not even go out of the doorway of the tent of the meeting, or you will die for the Lord's anointing always is upon you. So they did everything according to the, the, uh, the word of Moses. So other people mourn, but they couldn't. That's why they can, you can't. When God's setting you apart to do something, you just can't do what everybody's doing. You got to leave the whole everybody and do the only, right? See, after the incident, God instructed Aaron and his sons not to drink wine or strong drink. They were, because uh, uh, one theologian said they were drunk during the incident. So, so, again, just enough to impair their vision enough to do something to do something that they were designed to do in a perverted way or outside of what God was requiring them to do. See, again, all this, people, everybody in life wants authority. You want control. That's why I can't nobody tell you what to do. But there's a godly type of authority you can operate in, but you can't get it unless you submit to authority. Remember, we talked about Matthew 8, the centurion said, I'm a man under, under authority and I have people under me. I say go and they go and come and they come. He told Jesus to speak the word only because he knew he was under God's authority. You see what I'm saying? So, so again, we, what this world has taught us and then sometimes taught us some something are taught some things are caught. We watch it now with little kids, you notice you never have to tell them to say no. You never have to tell them the trick. You know, my little godson was out there uh, upset because he couldn't um, stay on the swings. It was time to go. So he's going off. Well, why? He wants wants control. He wants to do what he wants to do. So you don't have to teach kids that. You have to teach them to to submit to authority. If you live in rebellion, you're going to live in frustration, confusion, and you're going to be stuck because you have authority you submit to authority. And and, and when you live in rebellion, you attract the the adversary. You attract the demons because they go, we're just looking for somebody that doesn't submit to authority that won't have authority over us. So they smell rebellion. What's that? Rebellion? Hey, 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 hey. Look, calling everybody. You know, back in the day, it was a party. You know, it was a house party. Hey, over here. Over here. Nobody over here is submitting to authority. We can really party. And can't nobody do this? We can roll up in this, this wonderful house and wreak havoc. They won't even know they're in the house. Here they, done, they paid all this money for the house and they, they can't even see it. Because, hey, 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 they're sitting around. Hey, let's start an argument over here. <laughs> and people going at it, they laughing. They go, okay, hey, hey, we don't play with the argument people. Let's go over here and play with them. Let's get them to watch the wrong things on video and they go play with them. Man, this is fun, man. I love this house. Hey, hey, let's not leave. Why don't we just hang out here? I mean, we're having so much fun, they can't kick us out. Hey, 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 come over here. I'm going to tell you something funny. This guy just quoted the scripture. (laughs) Ooh, that was funny. Ooh, hey, hey, quote another one. (laughs) Listen, this this guy's real funny. He actually thinks he's going to do something to us. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that's good. By his stripes. Brian strikes. They may be here, but you ain't here. Get them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're doing that because what? You don't submit to authority. You're speaking the word, but not as one with authority. Yes. Yes. You ain't changing nothing. Right. Oh my God. Then every following you to church. Oh, oh, oh you are ministering today? I'm definitely going with you. And see, oh, you. That's a good message you prepared. Ooh. ooh. Man, if that has some authority on it, that probably gonna change some life. Scare the life out of me. But I'll go with you since you don't submit to authority. And I'm just gonna watch the reaction of people that I got under control. And then I'm gonna watch the reaction of the atmosphere not changing. And you feel empty. Then you're gonna start reaching. And then, of course, I'm gonna bring uh, the spirit of self with, with, with me too. And you just start getting in the self and just saying random things. You just start preaching your opinions. And boy, we'll be so happy because we'll just be sitting there in in the audience. We ain't wearing no authority. You ain't chasing us out. and We'll bring our friends (laughs) because you're speaking. Right? You don't submit to authority. You don't have authority. So so again, let's, let's let's go to 1 Peter 2. Right? Familiar scripture, but let's just go there. Because I, I gave you the Levites and Aaron and how could they could. Uh, others could. They could not. And I know there's some people sitting there going, that's the priest. They ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't got to set myself apart like that. Go on, preacher. Preach. 1 yeah. Peter 2.9. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Amen. Look, look that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I think that would include us. Right? I think that would include us. You think? Let's look at Isaiah 28. Let's jump over to Isaiah 28. I think you're going to like this. At least I hope you do. Well, you might not. (laughs) Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28, verse 7. And, and, And this is him. Again, when you hear this stuff, it's not punishment. He's making, he's awakening us to make the adjustments so we can get in line with authority. Remember in Genesis, we talked about this the other week. He, we put us here to have dominion. So anything outside of dominion, God is like, what are you doing? You can't navigate in this earth without dominion. Satan fell to this earth realm like lightning. He's going to wreak havoc on you if you're not in dominion. I need you in authority. That's why I put those trees in the garden. So you would submit to my command. You, you submit to authority so you will have authority. Man, you think I care less about the, the olive trees? I could have not put them in there. I put them in there to teach you obedience so you would draw authority. Right? So uh, verse 7. It says, but they also have erred through wine, through strong drink, are out of the way. The priests and the prophet have erred through strong drink. It says, they are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. Right? See, see, so they're allowing things to corrupt their ability to, 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 to operate. They're out of the way. It's an order of authority. They're letting things pull them out of my order. They don't get authority, and they're getting beat senseless by devils, demons, and everybody else out here. So, so again, you, you think somebody's trying to take something from you. Trying to give something to you, those moments of soothing and intoxication ain't worth what it's costing you. Oh, go ahead, you you, you can still deal with the cost, okay? Just we're watching this, we got this court recorded. Listen, you have choice, don't leave here today, Pastor Keith. There he go. No, I'm telling you what the word said. Didn't I just read the Bible? Well, isn't that the word? That's what the word says, but you got choice. But when you deal with the cost, everybody should walk in here with a smile on their face because we all have the choice to do what we want to do. We could choose to submit to authority or not. And if we don't, don't don't flip on me. That's your choice. Right? I'm just telling you what the word says. It's not my personal opinion. A lot of times your response is your personal opinion though. When you choose not to do something, it's not you're not chapter and verse. It's your personal opinion. So it's it's your personal opinion versus God's word, not versus Keith Bradley. My personal opinion, if you think I'm getting on your nerves, what well, God says my personal opinion really get on your nerves. <laughs> for real. Yeah, I was a trip. I know somebody probably said, you're yeah, a trip now. Well, I, I really was. I was, whew. Thank God for deliverance. Right, baby? <laughs> Amen. All right, so Isaiah 5, um, 22. And again, this is, I'm giving you this because these are the things that impair our ability to operate. So, so drop your rocks because it may be an area that you're growing through. Isaiah 5, 22, it says, Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, and men of strength to mingle strong wine. Make sure he covered everything, right? He says, woe. He said, woe. Like, my, you're mighty. You have authority. This is going to weaken you. You could justify it any way you want. He says it's going to weaken you. Don't do that. Right? All right, so I'm I'm a, I'm a pass through that, okay? <laughs> I have more scripture on that. I'll let that go for the sake of time. All right, so so, so those, those near to God should not be careless but intentional, right? Those near to God should not be careless but intentional. So that's why I brought up those particular scriptures. And you can read through on your own Proverbs uh, 20, verse 1, uh, Judges 13, 4 through 14, and uh, Proverbs 31, 4 through 6. You can read those on your own, but those near to God, can't be careless. That's what happened with, um, let, me, let, me, let me let me give you this scripture. Numbers 12. Numbers 12, verse 6. Is that right? Yeah, it says, and he said, hear now my word. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak to him in a dream. If there be a prophet among you, so but he has to be clear. Those near to God has to be clear, and again they can't be careless. So look, look here, Second Samuel, verse six. Second Samuel. I know it's quite a few scriptures, but. I don't, I don't like people to take my word for it. I want them to go study it out in the book. Now, this is an extreme example, but it still speaks to the point. All right, so they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to David and them. You know, they got the Ark of the Covenant back, right? That represents the presence of God, right? So, so verse 1 says, and again, David gathered together all the chosen men, chosen men, chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from uh, uh, Baal of Judah to bring up thence the ark of God, whose name is called the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah and Uzzah and Ohio, the sons of Ab- Abinadab drove the new cart, and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God, and Ahiah went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord in all manner of in- instruments made of fir wood, even on the harps and psalteries and timbrels and cornets and cymbals, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God, and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his, his error, and, and there he died by the work of God. You can't be careless coming before God. You have to be intentional. And the thing is, you have to realize that's polluting the presence of God. See, so when he told everybody to consecrate themselves, he's like, well, I can't. First of all, if I'm 100% perfect and you come uh, with me and you haven't consecrated yourself, well, then I'm not 100% perfect. So let's say I'm 99. So God 1% perfect, that's, that's, that's millions upon millions of people that could be affected. So it's not an option for God to, 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 to not be in perfection. That's why he sent Jesus to cleanse us with his blood. Right? It's not an option. Like, and, and, and the thing is, so... When you're when you're trying to move with God, you gotta be accurate, and there's no reason why we can't be. The only reason why we wouldn't be accurate is if we're not sober minded, as the scripture says. Right? God doesn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power, of love, and a sound mind, clear thinking mind. Second Timothy one seven, right? And so that's the only reason we wouldn't be right. And again, once again, I I didn't give a command here. I'm just telling you, we're trying to get some things that, listen accuracy and clarity is harder in 2021 than it's ever been before. It was hard for them. And it was just wilderness. <laughs> you know, wilderness, I mean, obviously lakes, trees, stuff like that, but I'm saying there were, I, I put it this way. Wasn't nobody rushing to watch the game today back then. Right? Wasn't no movies. Wasn't no streaming. Wasn't no internet. They hadn't come out with videos. Right? So, so you couldn't be watching porn or nothing like that, right? Right? We good? Come on, man. Come on, y'all. We're dealing with reality here, right? All right, so, so it was hard then. All this stuff was written because it was hard for them to be focused. What do you think it is now for us? You don't have to, you don't have to look for it now. It just be popping up everywhere. You know, see, see, we, you know, I'm 59. She's 59. We've been in an era where you didn't care around phones. Don't nobody crack no jokes. Yeah, well, we did. Like, you know, when you had, to, you had the cord, you know, and, you know, and then you sneak a phone call, you had to stretch the cord, almost mess up your, your family's phone because you're like, you don't want nobody hear your conversation, you know, right? So that's, that's, guess what? If you weren't home, see, y'all think y'all can't get calls. Like, I can, you got to answer the phone every time the phone ring now. What do we do? We survived. Yeah. We get the call when we get home. Yeah. Yeah. I got to respond to every call right away. Right. Yeah. What do we do? We respond when we got home. Like people get offended, but I called you because they know you got your phone in your pocket, so I know you got the call. Yeah. Yeah. But they couldn't. We ain't deal with that pressure because no. they can call us. I went home. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You got to deal with phone calls, texts, uh, emails, you got to, uh, uh, and then some of y'all, I shut off mostly all my notifications. Some of y'all get notifications all day. You get notifications from the news, you get notifications from Facebook, notifications from Twitter, notifications from TikTok, notification from Instagram. You get notifications all day. So how do you have time with God? It's, a, it's con, notification, 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 And ain't, look, you, you got, was it, you verse on your phone, but you ain't getting notifications from Scripture. How can you even put that one on? You know what I'm saying? So it's harder. It was all, let's, <laughs> I probably messed up all your notifications. My bad, y'all. I know it's harder. I'm, so I understand. I know I'm a pastor, but I understand. Like, I'm out here. You know, I, I navigate. I talk to people. I understand it's harder. But because it's harder, does that mean we ain't supposed to do it? See, that's what I'm saying. Because you're tempted doesn't mean, oh, man, tempted. <laughs> pastor Mel, Pastor Mel talked to you. He's like, so what's going on? How will it happen? Well, I got tempted, Pastor Mel. Nothing I can do what you want me to do? It came, it came to me. Listen, I was minding my own business. And it came to me. That's so how I got tempted. Hey, that's how we rolling? Because we get tempted, we got to do it. Because it's hard, we don't have to do it. That's how we, that's how we rolling in life now. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I watch some of y'all hair do's. It's hard. But I know what y'all do. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. What? That's true, right? Some of y'all spend, not not one, not two, not three. Some of y'all spend four hours in a place. And if you get there and a person, because they trying to hustle, they got like seven people before you. Instead of you going, oh, no, 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 no. Anything else is is scheduled. Instead of you be like, okay, well, I just wait. You know, you just sit there. You're there all day. But right now, some of y'all gonna be looking about that clock in a few minutes and be like, okay, bro, It's been almost an hour. <laughs> but you listen to that nonsense in the, in, in the, in the, in the it, hair salon. Is that what you call it? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's hard, we choose to do certain things. Yes, it's hard to be sober-minded, to be focused, to be diligent in the things of God. Oh, but Lord, the, 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 the results, what you get the harvest is a whole lot greater than because your hair only lasts for a week or two. What well, God gives you lasts longer than a week or two. You understand? You understand? Yeah, I messed your hair thing up. I, just, I wasn't trying to mess it I was just giving you a perspective. That's all. I know it takes time to get the hair busted. I understand. I understand. I know. Hey, I've been taught, I've been trained. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, take your time, babe. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) So, 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 so it just, it just takes sanctification. And what sanctification does, it gives us the ability to handle power and authority. So it helps us to be authorized. Right? It helps us to be authorized. And and, and I understand that people run from calling because of this. When you, when you say sanctify, sanctify, sanctification is an S word that with a lot more dashes that people look at it like a curse word. Sanctify. You know, like, uh, I'm not, nah, I'm not just trying to do that, you know. And, and that's why people run from calling because they go, okay, do I have to be sanctified? Now, I accept the calling, but I have to be sanctified. Sanct- ah, nah, dude, I'm not, no, no, I'm not doing that. Um, Not realizing it's fulfillment as much as it is responsibility. Sanctification is fulfillment as much as it is responsibility. See, when God set you apart, he started the process of sanctification. Remember Jeremiah 1.5, I ordained you a prophet even when you are in the mother's womb. He used Jeremiah as an example, but he ordained you a pastor, teacher, preacher, whatever, before you was in the womb. He started the process and he was hoping we would continue it. And But the only way we continue, we have to submit to authority. We have to humble ourselves and submit to delegated authority. I'm not, God's the ultimate authority, but I'm saying delegated authority. Because these are the tutors and governors until the appointed time of the Father, Galatians 4. You know, you're know, you an heir. You're going to inherit a lot in the, in, in the kingdom, but you have to be under tutors and governors, teachers and trainers, delegated authority until God's appointed time for you to have your own authority, Right? Right, so, 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 so that's the system. It's not a punishment. God's servants yield to sanctification to discern between the holy and the common, between unclean and the clean. If you, if you don't yield the sanctification, you won't know the difference. You'll blend them all in together, right? See, so, so preparation for purpose is based on sanctification. It's based on Sanctification is purity. It's based on spirituality. That's communion with God. It's based on our humility. That's our submission in the kingdom to delegated authority. Right? We're not filled up with ourselves. We're coming to be filled. That's what sanctification is. It's an obedient position before God. Right? I live in obedience before God. It's our key to wholeness. Now, Paul said, I, I pray that you sanctify holy spirit, soul, and body right? 1 the Thessalonians 5.23. It's to, it's to be different from others. It's to be different from others, right? So, we're maintaining our fearful and wonderful status. Remember, got fearfully and wonderfully made us. Psalm 139.14. It's to be different from others, not to be just like everybody, right? So, basically... I, you know, I'm going I'm, to I'm move towards close with this. God authorizes, because we're trying to be authorized, originals, not copies. Authorizes originals, not copies. I know Miles Moreau said, um, why be born an original and die a copy? He authorized. So, so when we start to conform to what they are doing, what everybody's doing, and, and again, drop your rocks when I say this. I'm just give you a perspective. So I'm sitting in a barbershop one day, and guys was dogging out Michael Jordan. And it was like, man, Michael Jordan—he's still walking around wearing the wide-leg pants. I was like, I still wear wide-leg pants, you know. And 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 now I'm just—this is—you know—my mind is a trip, right? So so, all the guys were wearing the same pants. Uh, Man, you might see this, but uh, so and but they were all out of shape. So they had these skinny pants on with the Fred Flintstone hook up up top. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I was like, that might be the style, but that shouldn't be your style. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I lightweight probably can get away with some dances some not as wide. I probably can get away with it. But I'm not, I mean, I, she gonna tell you, I can't get away with it. I, I'm not gonna be able to walk. You know, I got, got hips. I'm not gonna say what you say at home, but I got hips, so, so I, I can I'll be, you know, I'll be starting a fire up here, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so I can't do it. Now, maybe you can pull it off, you know, because you have your wonderful athletic fit. That's fine. But, but what I'm saying is, what, are we doing it because it's our style or our fit, or are we doing it because everybody's doing it to get acceptance from everybody? So when you walk in a certain place, somebody say, okay, you're wearing what's in style? No, I'm wearing what I like, right? Because I'm original. So holiness is a supernatural restraint. Others can, I can't. Others can, I can't. Right? right I'm just give you a couple more that we've done. Right? This is not our pretension but restraint of God in the spirit, in our heart. Remember? I told you we were doing a message coming up called The Perfect Heart. we read Scripture earlier when we were doing praise and worship in uh, 915. We was talking about understanding how, how God reached the map of our heart. So that's how he knows what we're going to do. So that's why sometimes he endorses you, your life before you even get to what you're doing. Because he reads the map of our heart. And so when we're sanctified, when we set ourselves in holiness, our heart's pure. See, those that are pure in heart shall what? See God, right? And so that's, that's see, the adversary wants us engaged. He doesn't care if we beat him. Just leave God's presence to defeat him. He just wants us engaged. He wants to pull us out of the presence of God, pull us out of holiness with God, pull us out of sanctification. He don't care if he loses, long as you engaged. you're engaged. You, you, know, you know, certain people in your life, they, just, they show up because they know you're not going to pass the test to create an argument because you got to leave the presence of God to argue with them. You may win an argument, but not, you don't realize what you lost by leaving God, right? Right? You don't realize you got bigger fish to fry. So, so the adversary, I'm going to say this again, the adversary just wants us engaged. He doesn't care if we beat him as long as we leave God's presence to defeat him. That's his only important thing. He wants us to leave sanctification so we'll forfeit authority. He wants us to leave sanctification so we'll forfeit authority. So, so he drew us out of that sanctification to stop us from fulfilling our our true ordination. Remember? I ordained you a prophet. I ordained you a priest, uh, teacher. Whatever God ordained you for to fulfill purpose, the adversary knows I can't stop them only if they leave God's presence. So, I need to bait them. I need to bait them to leave God's presence. Right? So, a lot of people don't fulfill purpose because they don't fly like eagles. Right? If people don't have an abundance of support, they back off. It's okay if everybody's in agreement is what most people say. So should God say I can get you to do it if everybody's doing it? That's the only way you're going to do it? Is everybody's doing it? Can I get you to do it if you're the only person i designed to do it? Can I get you to be a Moses? A Joshua? A Jesus? Can I get you to lead? Just be what I told you to be and for a period of time, there won't be a crowd. People are going to think you stupid. Well, what it, build an ark. Hey, fool, you don't lost your mind. Now, what's this thing you were talking about called? Rain? What, what's that? <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, hey. That dude, Noah, this dude building some type of house, talking about he building it for a flood that's, that's going to kill everybody. What's a flood, man? Oh, it's, it's something he called Rain. That's going to be a lot of it, and it's going to be so much of it that it's going to drown us or something, whatever that is. I don't know. You know, he, 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 you know, he be talking about God too much. I think he, he a little off. Yeah, that fool. A year go by. How the project going, bruh? Where's this uh, rain stuff? Another year go by. I do. Let us know when you finish. Maybe you can rent some of those rooms and we could we could, you know, you know, you can make some money off of this. I don't know what you do. Another year go by, another year go by, another year go by. He looks like a fool. He's doing something that's never been done before to prepare for something that's never happened before. You gotta see, hear, and know God to do that. Suppose you're designed to do something that's never been done before. To prepare for something that's never happened before. Can God get you to do it? Stand on your feet, that's all.